Hi everyone, and welcome to a mini-episode of Set Lusty Bruce, the podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and thank you so much for downloading this special bonus mini-episode. Set Lusting Bruce has been nominated for a Podcast People's Choice Awards, and these mini-episodes are my way of saying thank you for the support and also a reminder for you to go vote. Voting is going to take place from Sunday, May 29th to Sunday, June 12th. Each listener can vote once a day. Set Lusting Bruce is nominated under the music category, and I would appreciate if you would go to www.podcastawards.com. That's www.podcastawards.com every day for the next two weeks and vote for us. While you're there, check out the other categories and see if there are podcasts you want to support. One suggestion I have is under comedy to vote for Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Matt is a big Springsteen fan and has actually joined me on an episode coming up. So it'd be nice for everyone to give their show a little love as well. It is great to be nominated, but I would love to show the world the power of Bruce fandom and win this thing, my fellow Bruce Butts. Now here is your mini episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another mini set lusting Bruce. Uh, We are getting through our 15 days of voting for the People's Choice Podcast Award and I am so honored to have one of my favorite podcasters on the episode with me, JB. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. How you doing, Jesse? I am great. This is not an exaggeration. I got off uh, Skype with Josh from the New York area. He's a trial lawyer. Uh, We talked a little Bruce. And five minutes of our 20-minute conversation was about how wonderful Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet is. (laughs) That's so great to hear. We were – Rob uh, the other day said – he told me our, our download, our monthly download. He goes, what does that mean to you? And it's gotten a lot bigger than we ever thought it would be. We thought there would be me, him, and our wives. Uh, and, and I said, uh, I think it means someone needs to do a better, uh, someone needs to do a good uh, Bruce Springsteen song by song podcast is what that means. <laughs> is it funner when you guys agree on a song or when you disagree on a song? It depends. Uh, so if we're talking like a, like about a be true, yeah, where it's like a, a song that I I've heard uh, you know some, but I had to listen to over and over and over for the podcast, and I realized that it's like one of my favorite songs and it's a deep cut, and and Rob's not on the same page. It's that's a lot of fun for me to like bring him up to try and bring him up, you know, right? Uh, but it's a lot like we just recorded a couple. Uh, we got a little behind, so we recorded a chunk the other day, and we did a. We, we, I think we agreed, or I think we had three fives together, like Hall of Fame songs. And I mean, they're not um, necessarily surprises, but they're also not like old mainstays. They're, a lot of them are newer, newer Bruce songs. Um, so that was a load of fun when we were both just kind of like, 
beforehand. Like, hey, are we about to do a Hall of Fame song? <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Yeah, we had a good time with it. Now, have you um, have you written down your because because one of your go to phrases is you know this would be in my top fifty or top twenty. So that's pretty hypothetical right now. I'm trying to keep up with it as we go, just yeah. Because like I don't I, I don't plan to undertake just like one day going through 300 songs just abstractly and putting my hundred together. So I thought, what better way to do it than one song at a time. Uh, so of course, right now my top 50 is, is <laughs> highly populated by A through D songs. Um, I will tell you when, um, I always curse myself, but, um, you know, I do a castle podcast, which I will no longer have to do, but right. we always would do a crossover episode between, uh, castle cast mm-hmm. and ours was storming the castle and we'd have, the six of us on the show and we talk about the season and I would have to go through all of the episodes, get to the end to remember what score I gave the episode. So then I could write a spreadsheet to, you know, you know how many, cause you, and so I applaud you doing this as you go. Well, and I haven't been keeping my, my notes um, as well as I want to. I've lately, I've been putting my stars in just in the title of each note. I use Evernote. Yeah. Which, just a quick plug, I don't get paid by Evernote or anything, but that thing has changed my life. Okay. Great, greatest app ever. Okay. But, uh, but so I, I need to go back through the first, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 30 or so and, and write down my, my stars just so I, I don't have a top 100 that is kind of out of whack. With, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'll give myself some wiggle room, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to keep track of it all. Well, I don't know if you heard it, but, um, and, well, you sent me your top 100. Oh, like, did you, Didn't you send me, or did you send no. me a working document? Yeah, it must have been a word, working document. No, I, I don't have, I need to do that. Yeah, I you, mean, you shared a working document with us, and yeah. I was like, man, this is ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I, I'd like to and, and try to figure out, but, you know, I think it also depends on the day. Right. And, um, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, what has surprised you most about doing this podcast? Uh, how many Bruce Springsteen fans listen to podcasts? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and how, uh, I guess it doesn't surprise, like anyone who seeks out a podcast like that is obviously a, what we would, you know, what we in the nerd industry call like a Bruce nerd, you know, yes. like they are, they are, uh, full out, uh, know all the facts. Right. That's that's another that's one of my other catchphrases like basic facts, JB, basic facts. <laughs> yes. I, I listen to this podcast where the guys always say uh, facts don't matter. And so yes. <laughs> I've adopted that. I thought that was really dumb, but I've adopted that as my as my uh, go to. But that's one thing that surprised me is just how many Bruce Springsteen fans off the top of their head can reference any number of Bruce Springsteen facts, you know? Yeah. Um I cannot do that. Right. I mean, I'm a, I have, I'm a Google fan. I, yeah, I, I have I, the internet at my fingertips. Yes. And... <laughs> and I certainly know some stories and some facts, but I've had people on my podcast that just would can talk about, oh, yeah, I was at that show and he played this song. You know, I've yeah. got to look it up. <laughs> and I've been to one show and I, I can tell you a good chunk of it. I've got the set list written down and, and yeah. I wrote it down so I would be able to reference it. But I yeah. couldn't tell you the order in every song he played. No. And, and and we both went to the river, yeah, it was the river. which is very the, clear. But yeah, I know the chunk of them, but and yeah. I know what he ended on. But yeah, but, uh, 
Yeah, I will say though that um, I saw him live. I've been a fan for a while. I saw him live for the first time this year, and oh my gosh! And I, I took my dad and my father-in-law, and we still talk about it uh, pretty regularly. My dad goes to see. He's in that phase of his life now where he's kind of saying, um, and he met him before the show. Yeah, uh, he thought it was very fun to see us all kind of. <laughs> that was great doing, yes. doing our podcast thing. Yes, but because uh, beforehand he's like, "What's a podcast?" Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he 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 goes and sees shows now. Just sort of that uh, he's at that uh, in that phase of his life where he he wants to see all the greats. Sort of nice. Knock them all out. So whether he's a huge fan or not, he he will like he went and saw Sticks. Yeah. Last weekend, and he he went on and on about how great of a live show they put on, and was talking about all these hits, which I didn't even realize. I guess like my favorite Sticks songs aren't their biggest hits. Right. And I, I just never realized how many hits they had, and. Um, and he went on and on and on about how good they were and how much fun performers they were. And I said, where do you rank them against Bruce? And he's like, they're not even in the same arena, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I Yeah. He uh, said Paul McCartney is the only thing he'll even put like close, yeah. to, close to Bruce. He, and he yeah. won't admit that Bruce is better than Paul McCartney just because mm-hmm. there's, you know. Yeah. It's, that's sacrilegious to, yes. to some people. Exactly. But he, but he believes it. <laughs> well, and I think – um, one of the the sports stations here in Dallas, uh, the ticket that I listened to a yeah. lot, they talked about that they had no interest to see Paul McCartney again. And he says if – and they, they stopped kind of and they said, okay, and if you've never seen him or you've only seen him once, you're thinking we're crazy. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, he was amazing. But now that we've had the opportunity to see him two or three times, nothing is different. Mm-hmm. Everything is scripted. I mean, there is not a note out of place. It is pristine. And to see it once is amazing because he's a Beatle and you get it. But Yeah, and like the greatest pop musician of all time. Absolutely. But when you – you know, I was lucky enough to see The River four times – and each time was different for me. Did you go to Kansas City? Uh, no, I didn't go to Kansas City. Okay. No, I went to. Did you Did you catch him play Candy's Room? Any no, other four times? I don't think I did. No. So my best friend, who I reference on the podcast a lot, who was yeah. the drummer in my band, uh, he went uh, after after I went to Dallas. I texted him and said that was amazing, and he yeah. texted he sent me a screenshot of the Ticketmaster for that night in Kansas City, and he goes, I don't have any friends who can go. But should I go? And, you know, the ticket price was incredible. Sure. And, and I said, he said, this is top, top row. Is it worth it? And I was like, 100%. Because he yes. loves Max Weinberg. Yeah. And uh, he texted me and he was like, they just play Candy's Room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, no. Dude, that, sh- that show was amazing. And halfway through it, I realized that Jake Clements has played in like a bunch of just like sort of uh, indie bands that i grew up listening to and uh it, it, i mean uh i was like oh that jake Lewis. <laughs> yeah that's it yeah um do has being on the podcast changed how you listen to the i mean can you listen do you turn it on and off i guess on you're listening that i know i got to talk about this versus i'm just listening to this for fun Yes. So I listen to music. I, I'm a writer by my profession. So I listen to music um, 
inspirationally and sort of, um, as a, as a, uh, I'm putting my hand beside my head. You can't hear that on the radio, um, but, I'm, you know, just kind of as an aside, I listen to music to just sort of get me through and drown me out. Um, and so that is when I came into Bruce, when I first started working in writing, I was working on a newspaper is when I first started listening to Bruce. And so I listened to every Bruce song and it was great just cause it was rock. It was good rock and roll all day long. Kind of like Zeppelin. I did the same thing with Zeppelin. Some days, if I've got to write a lot, I will put it on the first Zeppelin track ever released, and I will write until the last Zeppelin track, you know? And it's Bruce is kind of the same way, except it's a, it's a two- or three-day affair with Bruce. So so I listened to all of this stuff um, and and really enjoy it. And a lot of their stuff that stands out to me. I love Wrecking Ball. I love uh, Asbury Park. I love The Wild, The Innocent. I love, you know, Born to Run, Born in the USA, Darkest on the Edge of Town. But a lot of that middle stuff, um, in Nebraska too, but a lot of that middle stuff kind of got lost. And so now I've got a, and a lot of the deeper stuff, deeper cuts, like, say, Be True, which is one of my favorite Springsteen songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you continue, I think it's interesting um, – Wrecking Ball is a fairly recent release. You threw that in there, and then you mentioned his first two. And I am not the first to say this, but it's amazing that late in his career he is making an album that relevant, that good, yeah. you know, and that entertaining, yet he's still saying something. Oh, and he's almost saying more than he's ever said. Yes. Um he and, and we talked about this. These episodes aren't out yet, but we kind of talk about how. So, <laughs> little little sneak peek, <laughs> spoiler alert. We yeah. talk about how um, he started off alluding to a lot of stuff. Yes. Well, he started off longing for a lot of stuff, as right. he has talked about in the tour. And then he started off sort of alluding to a lot of stuff. Right. And right around Magic and Devils and Dust, he was like, "Are you guys not getting it?" All right, let me spell it out for you. And then yeah. Wrecking Ball, he said it, you know? Yes. And, and I, know, I know the song Wrecking Ball is about, you know, um, what was it, Soldier is it Soldier Field? No, uh, the Meadowlands, you know, and the Giants. Meadowlands. Meadowlands, Giants Jersey, yeah. Yeah, all right, so, sorry. Basic facts. Hey, <laughs> no problem. To be clear, I uh, I am so pro-facts in, in my everyday writing life. I worked in newspapers and in marketing, but – but, you know, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Like, OK, do you still work in a newspaper and do you do I your fact checking? And I, I, I do fact checking, but the kind of on the fly nature of conversational podcasts. OK, okay very <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, so and a lot of the stuff I say wrong I, and I do this in my writing. Luckily, I have an editor that will say, hey, you know this. Yeah, uh, you just. We're typing too fast, you know, uh, yes. and sort of, you know, when you're talking at the speed that Rob and I talk. Uh, yeah. And but, also, uh, I think as you get older, um, you know, you're, the synopsis oh, yeah. kind of click. And, you know, as I was talking about, Matt was on the podcast last night, and he could not think of the term, the song Thundercrack. Oh, yeah. You know, and he just was... And I so I ended up editing that away, (laughs) and then right at the end, like after we hung up, he sent me, you know, Twitter thundercrack. (laughs) You know, it's like, can you say it real quick and I'll insert it in? So what a kind, what a kind editor Rob likes to uh, play with that. Yes, (laughs) play that up for me. (laughs) Yeah. 
But uh, but so that song "Wrecking Ball," he says, like he's talking about you know Meadowlands, but he says he's talking about the country. Yes. And he says, "Oh, you think you think this is the end of America? Like you think we're yeah. going down like to hell in a handbasket? Uh, cool. Bring hey, bring on your wrecking ball. Like yeah. give me your best shot." And that, as someone who was kind of coming to the workforce uh, a little before that, but not a whole lot. Um, and just seeing everyone talk about how the world's going down right. and, and come, looking at it with new eyes and also sort of with the eyes like, hey, we were promised jetpacks and we were given an unemployment rate. Um, yes. and, and, you know, that, that speaks to millennials. Like, we are entitled, right? But we were told to be entitled. <laughs> like, yeah. my mom said I could be an astronaut and a president, right? And I'm not right. going to be either. And I'm not going to have a jetpack. Um, but but he what he's saying there is, uh, you know, bring it on. We're, we're going to be just fine. We're and I just fine. I also think it has a lot to do with him turning sixty. Yeah. And you know, and um, I I love that. You know, hold on to your anger, but don't fall to your fears. Oh, and, that and, is his brand, man. You know, I mean, it is just because that's hard to do, but that's mm-hmm. a beautiful statement. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just absolutely great song. So that's that's why I, when I listened to Bruce first, it was listening through because i've been told you haven't listened to bruce that much you have to listen through okay and so i said all right i'm gonna listen through and i listen through and i listen through and it would be in the rotation every now and then but then wrecking right. ball came out and knocked my socks off i said this guy's 60 he's been around this long and he's putting yes. out this relevant of material and so that's yeah. when i went back and i mean i used to listen to the wild the innocent and see um on the way into uh town every night yeah. Whenever I was going to meet my friends, you know, downtown in Memphis. Right. And and just, you know, windows down and just listening to that. And then mm-hmm. and then now uh going back and listening to what was really happening there. Yeah. The poetry. Yes. Uh really resonates with me. And that's one thing this podcast has forced me to do, is to reckon that. And and at some points, you know, you know, reckoning with something like 57 channels and realizing, which is great for me that like an artist can, can really put his finger out. Yeah. And you know, um, I, I don't remember when he said this, but supposedly, um, he was in a live show and he said, now I'm going to do one from the nineties and the applause. And he goes, ah, might've been the one that sucked. Might've been one of them that sucked. (laughs) Uh, and I guess of his showmanship and his ability, yes. I heard, uh, I was listening to a podcast. Um, it was not, it was one of the bad Christian podcasts. It was pastor with no answers. And they were talking about worship music. Yeah. And they said, who would you, if you just walked into your church, they were interviewing worship pastors. And I said, if you're just walking to your church and just someone was playing anyone, who would you want it to be? And they said, well, you know, I think maybe Dave Grohl, but then I think I'd be sitting there like, why is he here playing this? And I immediately thought, man, Bruce is the, you know, yeah. best worship service I've ever been to. I went down front and rededicated my life to art, you know? Yes. I've, I've written like a record and a half worth of material since I saw him live. Like, well, and, you know, I, the, I have, you know, I would love for him to do a gospel record. Oh, oh just the E Street man. Band doing a gospel record? I, I just, oh, um yeah, it you know because um, my friend Sam um, said that going he is not a man. Um, he was 
raised Jewish, but he's Jewish as I move <laughs> yeah, my hand. Yeah. And um, he's and I say that about where uh, we go to a Methodist church. Yes. <laughs> and um, he said the Seeger Session concert was as close to a spiritual experience he's ever oh, had. Oh yeah. Yeah. That and, record, man. Yeah, yeah, that's just amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think um, a lot of it has to do with his, he has an ability to access soul. Uh, yes. I mean, Bruce is a, a you know the white guy to end all white guys. Yes, he is. Uh, which is why people like you and I relate so heavily yes, to him. Yes, we do. But he, I mean, I mean, his best friend is Clarence, and yes. he has a real. Um, and I mean, he, you know, re- reading Big Man or any uh, Bruce biographies at the moment, he saw Clarence exist. Yes. He said, "I need some of that on me." To steal yes. a quote from, uh, yeah, from uh, Paul McCartney, he said, "I need some of that on me." And, uh, and, and he got it, you know? Yeah, he did. And, um, and you know, when you, you'll see him do the rock and roll hall of fames and he'll talk about Sam and Dave and all these different people where he has coming on. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so you guys are marching along, right? Uh, have you just started, are you finishing up the seas or we are, um, we are, in the D's a little bit. Okay. Not too, too far. Yeah. Well, I know you try to record two or three weeks in advance just in case mm-hmm. life gets in the way. Well, yeah, life got in the way the last couple of weeks, and we did sort of batched one uh, so that we yeah. could get enough of it because we were both going to be out of town for a little bit. Yeah. And so um, – and we had to go to two a week for a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but we're still, we're still trying mm-hmm. to – you know, keep hanging away. Yes. Well, um, I, I will continue to listen. I will continue to tweet my theories and uh, my ratings because it's always fun. Um, and we will continue to reference you in every <laughs> single episode. <laughs> um, you, you know, I liked County Fair. I know it's a simple little song, but for some reason it's it would be on my checklist of – it would be on the low end of a song I want to hear live. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. be one at first, but uh, – I don't know that I want to see it live just because my favorite part is the doubled vocals. Yes. Um, and that kind of haunting. Yeah. I, I love it too. I, I played at a county fair last week and all I could yeah. think about was county fair. Yes. I played on the truck bed of a semi-trailer oh, in wow. a mall parking lot with a Ferris wheel next to me. That is and awesome. I was singing County Fair. Like, I think that I jumped to the wrong key a few times because I was singing <laughs> County Fair in my head the whole time. <laughs> Um, that is great. Um, so as you go through this, I'm sure your list of the next time I see him, here are the obscure songs I want to hear yeah. grows, right? Right. Um, you would be okay with a, a set list of nothing but deep cuts. <laughs> I, I, well, maybe not that many tracks cuts, but a yeah. lot of his other B-sides. Really well, that's what I meant. Just not <laughs> tracks the... to me is sort of like the dumping ground. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they're bad. There's some really great tracks on tracks, but mm-hmm. uh, tracks on tracks on tracks. But um, yes. <laughs> there is there is uh, he has a, a lot a lot more uh, to offer. I think, and and I I love a lot of his deep cuts. Yeah, or even was... not necessarily his deep cuts, but you know his, his track sevens. Yes, you know lesser known songs. Yeah, he's got some really great stuff out there, and they the songs that get overlooked are a lot of times the songs that kind of say something. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. So, JB, where can we find Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet? 
alphabeticalspringsteen.com, uh, and anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Your Overcast, your iTunes, your Skitcher, whatever. So. And your uh, Twitter? I am. I tweet at Letters Clark. Okay. And my co-host tweets at Rob Carmack? Yes. Or is it at Rob Carmack Words? I think it's at Rob Carmack, but it's I don't Rob know. Carmack. My thing, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think. it, it oddly feels so. Um, yeah. Thank you for taking time on a late oh, night. Sure. Anytime, I appreciate man. it. And we love, uh, we love the work you do, and we love the dedication you have to making us <laughs> more famous than we deserve to be. Wasn't that fun? I'll see you tomorrow with another special episode. And remember, vote early and vote often. Set Lusting Bruce on your ballots. Do it for Bruce and the E Street Band. Well, let me tell you this before you go into it. My dad said, wait, who, so who is this guy we're going to meet before the, the Springsteen show in Dallas? And I said, he's like the preeminent Bruce Springsteen podcaster. And my dad was like, wait, there's more than two of y'all? And I was like, well, there's like five of us. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's more than that. But uh he said, so what does he do? And I was like, basically, he collects Springsteen fans, and he just, like, keeps them – he just keeps them in his pocket. And anytime he – you know, anytime a Springsteen fan has something to say, he pulls them out of his pocket, and he puts them in front of a microphone. And it's just really cool. Like, just there's a – he creates community of Springsteen fans. And he was like, how does he do it? And I said, nobody knows. <laughs> Besides the fact that he's just the – nicest most supportive and biggest Bruce Springsteen fan that the world's ever seen that makes me smile thank you JB it's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.